Welcome to Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry, and the hostess of this uh, wonderful podcast is Nancy Valling. How are you, Nancy? Good. How are you doing, Tom? I'm great. Um, you brought me on board this project because of my background in radio, and I'm also a voice actor, and uh, I'm not sure if it was that you needed someone who knew what they were doing or someone that could move it along when things get slow, but either way, I'm, I'm honored to be here, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm very excited. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Imagine Akasha and tell us a little bit about yourself because I think it's important that uh, the listeners really have an idea of uh, what they're getting into here. Well, Imagine Akasha uh, is my website, so I just decided that that's the name we should roll with. Um, Akasha is the element of the ether, or in Sanskrit, Akasha means the ether. It's one of the five great elements. It comes first because it's the most subtle of all elements. Well, well, well why don't you just put it into your own words? I mean, what, well, what does it mean to you? is all possibilities. It's okay. north, south, east, west, sky, earth. Um, and really, this podcast is going to be, or I want it to be, about, you know, the average person who is doing really cool, amazing, really out of the box type stuff. I, I, I know I know that you do a lot of stuff with uh, past life regression and things like that. And um, is that kind of where you look at this going when you say out of the box? Because I think for the average person who does, um, you know, tune into something like this or is interested in in what you do, it is kind of out of the box. I mean, the average person walking down the street is, is like you said, doesn't really know about this stuff. This is completely new to them. So um, when you say out of the box, do you mean these people that are are doing things in that realm or? things different than that. Yes, in the spiritual realm. In the one of my guests that I have coming in the future is a a shaman. Okay. Um and she's got this new line of C B D products coming out. Oh wow. Which I think is out of the box. Yeah, and, I think so too. Um I have a friend that actually does um He's a consciousness explorer and has mastered many different techniques to get out of body. Have you been out of body? Yeah. Well, tell me about that. What is what? what I mean, because I think that the, the average person, you know, some people will look at it and say, wow, this person's off their rocker because I've never been out of body, you know, or or I've seen ghosts. Well, I've been in situations where I've thought that, you know, that seemed like it was a little odd or something like that. But you obviously have something, a gift, as, as many would call it, the ability to sense these things that the average person who is not aware would sense. Would you say that's correct? I would say that's correct. So, um... Sometimes. So an out-of-body experience, is that just like, you know, when I look back at my college days and say, dude, I was so stoned, I felt like I was like, you know, looking back at myself? Or is it actually where you look down and see your body and you're like, I am, I am in a different uh, dimension or I'm in a different uh, state of being? Or how is that? Yes, exactly. It's uh, an out-of-body explorer is your consciousness looking down at your physical body, but it's actually, you know, there's many different places that you can go. So, so would we that. call, so would we call that Nan cam? Yes. Because yes. because you, you now, now do you like Nancy or Nan? Because yeah, I've always known you as Nan. We've been friends for, gosh, uh, what 15, 14, 13, 
years or something. Probably, yeah, more than something that. like that. Um, and I've always known you as Nan. Well, I know you call yourself Nancy sometimes, but what what do you call yourself in, in uh, to your to your professional people that you deal with on a daily basis and in, involved in uh, in Imagine Akasha? Do they call you Nancy. Nancy. They call you Nancy. So if I call you Nan, it'll just be like a little nickname. Yes. Okay. Sounds great. So um, I wanted to talk about some other things. Uh, you definitely do a. Um, I, I know that you have uh, clients and you have, uh, what do you call them? Uh, would you call them customers or what would you call them? I call them clients. Okay. So you have clients who come to you and they say, oh, you know, I lost my grandma. Can you talk to my, is it stuff like that? Or is it like, I know what past life is like, what was I in my past life? But do, do they, do they want to know that just to, was I really, you know, Paul Revere? Cause I have this feeling that I was riding on a horse, you know, saying the British are coming or, or is it something where, you know, they want to talk to someone or they want to know what makes them who they are today well a past life regression it's you actually going you you're being hypnotized and walk back through your own past life and that's about a three-hour session most people come to me to read their future I read their say. future yes or, or just to feel better i think people that come around me feel better in life um i have out of the box ideas on how to fix things um, so it's almost like some sort of a therapy in a way, but a, 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 a different way of looking at it. I mean, yes, I would say that. Now, um, do, do you use tarot cards? I use a um, a deck of cards called Soul Cards. And, and how do those work? Because the reason why that kind of confuses me, and, and, and tarot is, has confused me as well, is because. It just depends if you shuffle it one more time, you're not going to get the same card as if you just shuffled it once. Or if you pick that fourth card over from the end, you're not going to get the same card as if you decided, oh, pick the fifth card over from the end. So so to me, it's almost like there's some you know, just mathematics. It's just like a card game. You know, you're not always going to get a, a full house in, in, your, in your hand. A lot of that's just the luck of the draw. How would you argue that that isn't the luck of the draw with, um, with cards like those? Um, I would say that a real traditional tarot deck has rules. Um, the ones I use do not have rules. So you could pick the two different cards and get the same reading, depending on your energy. So the, really the cards for me are something pretty to look at. Okay. So it, it's almost just like an accessory that uh, to the session. or the Or it can help me see something more clear. Like, I'm already getting information, and the card just kind of clears it up. I see. Now, when you say you're getting information, that's something always that's been, uh, you know, curious to me, and I'm sure our listeners as well. When, when someone says they get information, is it that you actually hear a voice whispering to you, or do you see my grandma's ghost floating above me? I mean, or is it just something that you sense in yourself that you can't really describe? How is that? You know, um, it happens in different forms. I don't really hear voices. You know, there are some psychics that have the clear audience. I'm not one of them normally. Um, but I do get images. I get words. Um, you know, really my gift, like if I were going to lump every reading I've ever done, I can tell how you think. And from how you think come messages so a lot of people think differently. I would say that I see in pictures if I were just out in my life thinking. There's many people that their brains are thinking of words all the time. There's people that are thinking of numbers all the time, counting this way and that way. Um, and I can kind of pick up on how they're thinking and from that get even more messages. 
which probably is really out of the box. It's, it's out of the box. Well, it probably isn't out of the box for someone who knows a lot about this or is a is a does what you do. But I think for the average person walking down the street, they either think, "Oh, you're full of it. This is BS," or um, or they think that, "Oh, this is interesting. This is out of the box. Tell me more." So, I, I think our job in this podcast is to get the people maybe who are doubting uh, something like this to open up their mind a little bit and say, okay, well, tell me more. You know, this is interesting because I, I know a couple of things that you've, you know, you and I have been friends for a long time and there's been a couple of, of things, whether it be my father or my late father or my late cat, uh, two you know, th- beings that were very important to me where you have felt you've gotten messages or you felt you've, and, and you've told me things before. And I've always thought for a while I was like, okay, well, then I, I completely believed it and, and thought that, okay, well, I'm going to live my life differently around these things that you saw. But other times I was, and then after a while, you gave me a rock once and you told me that my father had given it to you or you, you had this. Oh yeah. I remember that. And, and, but you know, so for a while I kept that rock, like, you know, you know, with me or I would, you know, I, I I do voiceovers. So I would, if I have an important job, I would hold it or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm not making any more money with this. I'm not feeling my dad looking over me. So then the, the rock ended up like in the bathroom with a bunch of other rocks. And then I saw it recently and someone said, you ought to put that underneath your mattress where you sleep and maybe you'll have more dreams about your dad. So, I mean, I think that everyone wants to believe this stuff. It's just a matter of if they feel it's actually you know if it's actually happening to them yes exactly i think that we are in a dream personally this is just a dream it's a nightmare right now with with (laughs) our with our current presidential situation and i'm kidding Um, we're not going politic road but you know (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast and you're out of the box and you probably think that uh, things that happen in this world are sometimes out of the out of uh out of the norm yes um, but I do think we're in a dream. You can change this reality. The the out-of-body exploring stuff, you know, there's many realms that we aren't privy to in this body. Um, that when you go to sleep, you are privileged, but we have this thing called amnesia when we come back. Right. We don't remember anything. Yeah. I mean... I, I, I'll tell you an interesting story, and you tell me what, what this is, because you might know something about this. I was uh, living in Belgium, and I befriended this guy. Uh, his name is Slepe. He's, he's an artist, and he's a very interesting character. And, you know, and we, we were talking. I was at his house, and, and uh, he's in his probably 60s, but he looks older because he, you know, he smokes cigarettes, and he drinks vodka, and he talk, talks a very like, voice like this. And I said, you know, so so what so what time are you going to get up, you know, or whatever? We were talking about things. He's like, well, I go to bed around 10, and I usually wake up around 11 or so. And I go, you sleep 13 hours? I go, well, that's a lot of sleep. He was like, because when I wake up in the morning, I, I won't continue his voice. <laughs> he basically said that when he wakes up in the morning or wakes up at a cer- certain time, he remembers the dream he was having. So he can get up and go to the bathroom, come back, and think about that dream and go back into that dream, but have control in that dream and be able to fly, be able to have sex with a beautiful woman, be able to rob a bank, be able to do anything that his little heart desires. That is called lucid dreaming. Okay. Well, he's a lucid dreamer. Mm-hmm. And um, would you say that that is any parallel to when you're talking about that? Yes. I think it's all wrapped into consciousness explorer, a lucid dream, which I've only had you know a handful of. I, I went and trained. and You trained in lucid dreaming? Yes. And all you've had is a couple? Yeah, it's very... Get your money back. (laughs) It's very challenging for me. 
Well, he's mastered it. He, he he said he said it's challenging. He said it's it's not something that you do your first time, you know. But he says you practice and you practice, and every time you wake up, and even if it's just wake up to roll over and you're up for a second and you look at the clock and you know that that dream you were having. Oh man, I was having this really interesting dream. I was with my my mom and we were at some you know wedding event or you know whatever the dream is. Kind of go back and just kind of put yourself back there again, and suddenly you're at the you know you're at the wedding and your mom's there and you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can, you know, do keg stands or you can, you know, steal the bride or you can, you know, tell maybe tell your mom how you really feel about way, the way she treated you when you were a child. It could be almost, um, you know, you know that you can lose weight. Really? Lose dreaming. You can learn an instrument. You could go learn a different language. There, there's many, many. Okay. See, now I'm a little skeptical. Learning an instrument, unless you, unless in your dream, because usually in your dream you're seeing things that you've, you know, things that you've remembered or, or people that, you know, it's usually something that has to do with your own life or something that's in, in your subconscious. But, but how, how could you learn an instrument if you've never played the violin in your life? And even though you're having a, or, or, or the cello and you're having a, a dream about Yo-Yo, you know, the famous cello player, are, are, he's not actually there showing you these notes to play so how are you learning how to play you would go take classes in your lucid dream so you are directing your conscious energy somewhere wow that's deep man it is deep yeah i would love to lucid dream i think we all would i mean who would not want to be able to go into a dream and no wonder why this guy sleeps 13 hours a day. I mean, it just sounds like it'd be so cool to be able to fly, to be able to to race a car, to be able to, you know, walk through walls, to be able to, you know, meet the woman of your dreams. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan to be able to like, you know, I'm going to go and meet Paul McCartney. I'm going to go and meet John Lennon when he was alive. I mean, to be able to do that kind of stuff just sounds amazing. You have to have a meditation practice. Oh, well. I'm a little ADHD for meditation. I think it would help you. I think it would, too. A lot of people have told me that, uh, you know, you don't need, like when I was a kid, you know, you don't need Ritalin, dude. You just need to meditate. I'm like, well, I can't sit still long enough to meditate. I mean, I can, I meditate eight hours a day, okay, when I'm sleeping. That's the, that's, that's the extent of my meditation. Yeah, but you're sleeping. You're but unconscious. Is, but, 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 yeah, exactly. But is, is there, uh, does meditation have anything to do with, uh, with Imagine Akasha and what you... Yes, I'm actually a yoga teacher, too, and that's part of my um, gift, I think, is to guide people through meditation. Yeah. I have a meditation practice that ebbs and flows with life, like everything else. Um, When when I'm really good at it, those lucid dreams are more present, right? But, but, but do you find that as far as meditation, um, like if something bad's going on in your life, let's just say that a family member is ill or, or you know, or you're going through a, a personal... A breakup. A breakup or a personal thing like that. Mm-hmm. Now, w- would you think that... When you're meditating, though, you're supposed to be clearing your mind, and you're supposed to be that. That's why people like my friend is is a Buddhist, and he does the Nam Myoho Renge Kyo because he says when you're saying Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, all you're doing is everything in your mind is Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, or you're breathing in, and you go Sat as you breathe in, and Nam as you breathe out. You know, and it's just like you're just concentrating on the words Sat and Nam because that way those little extraneous thoughts that come in, like Oh, I've got to take out the garbage t- tonight, or Oh, I've, I've what am I going to do about this phone call I have to make? Instead of thinking about that, all you're thinking about is sat nam all you thinking about is nam yoho renge kyo how how is that how does that um relate to what you were just saying you know meditation if if you have a, a daily practice like he does 
um, it'll keep you calm in, in the storm. So your thoughts go all over the place. And usually if you're trapped in your mind, right. um, you know, things become much worse mm-hmm. than if, if, if you could clear your mind and come from that space. Really, I, I think I think you can all creation, you know, is in the the akasha in that space in the area of space that's not filled up. Right, because I Lord knows I need that. I mean, and and as you listen to this podcast in the future, you will probably come across to, uh, you know little facets of our personalities, and uh, certainly mine is is impatience. Whether it's driving, like our drive over here today. Yes. Yeah. You were my. Backseat driver there. I'm like, make a left, make a left. Speed up. We can get to this light. You know, it's like I, for whatever reason, I just, so maybe meditation would help me, but is it still going to make me react different when someone, you know, cuts me off and, you know, and I want to flip in the bird and It probably would, actually. If you could breathe, part, the best part of meditation is just the breath. Your body needs the breath. Your mind needs the breath. If you could just come back to breathing, that's meditation. But it's conscious breathing. It's conscious because we don't conscious breathe throughout the day. We just, no, we, we mo- the majority of people breathe to their neck. And not only that, when we breathe, we're not thinking I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. You're just doing whatever, and you happen to be breathing while you're doing it. Yes, that's another. We, we could do a whole podcast on on breathing. Yes, I, I'm a firm believer that if you consciously brought breath into your body and back out of your body, we wouldn't be. You know, Trump would not be an issue here. <laughs> well, he's a windbag. That's a different. Uh, a different thing. Um, Remember that night? I think it was Halloween when the black cat came to the door. This past Halloween? No, it's many Halloweens ago. You and I were were we handing out candy together? Um, I think we were hanging out. I had just come from the séance. Okay. Where I channeled an entity, um, and I had asked. It was a bizarre moment in my life. I had never left my body and channeled something before. Right. You know, and as I was leaving the seance, in my mind, I thought, that didn't really happen. I need proof that that happened. Right. Um, So I came. We're hanging out. It's after you'd already turned the light off. There's no more children. Um, And then the doorbell rang. There was a black cat. A little while later, a little while later, you get a text message. So I I channeled an energy that's name was Michael. You got a um, text message from Michael. Was this after my friend Michael Rosenberg had passed away? No, it was before he passed away. Okay. He had sent you a joke. But wow. I swear I still see Michael Rosenberg riding his bike down Broadway. Wow. And, and of course, those of you who do not know Michael, uh, Michael was my next door neighbor when I lived in Wash Park here in Denver. And, um, and his wife and I, um, we were all very deep, very good friends. I even gave the uh, eulogy. At the, you came to Michael's funeral, didn't you? Yeah, I did the flyer. That's right. You did the flyer. You did the flyer and I did the eulogy. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, and his, his, uh, his wife, uh, Mary Alice M.A., was just in town and uh, stayed with me. And you came over and we all had... Uh, had dessert together and hung out. That was really nice. But um, yeah, but Michael was an incredible guy. And uh, if anyone ever had a chance to meet this guy, he was not only the funniest guy you'd ever meet, but he was just, he had his headphones on and he would be going down the sidewalk on Broadway, you know, going slow with his backpack. And he was kind of this, you know, kind of bigger guy, tall with a kind of a white, you know, scruffy beard and always had a hat on. And he was just such a character. And uh, yeah, when so when you mentioned Michael, it's of course the first thing that comes to my mind. Yes, 
Anyway, so trans-channeling is something that I've been trying to chase ever since that day. That's why I went to learn out of body, um, because I think it would be really cool for my conscious energy to be able to leave and, you know, your dad come in and actually speak to you instead of just my my interpretation of of what he's trying to say to me so that's what i've been chasing or or trying i mean a trans channel means a person who is able to set their conscious self aside in order to let another being of a non-physical or spirit being speak through their body Okay, now you, I've, you've seen that before, of course, watching movies and stuff, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you watch a horror movie and, and they're doing like a seance of some sort and all of a sudden you see someone sitting there and all of a sudden they start talking like this and it's like, it's like, it's their, their grandfather, whomever came into their body. That's, that's basically what we're talking about, right? Yes, that's exactly okay. what we're talking about. Now, now you uh, took a trip recently uh, overseas um, to learn more about some of this stuff. Tell, I took a trip to France with um, Todd Ekamasis, who is a out-of-body explorer and teacher, um, and took this 10-day um, program to, to try to lucid dream or get out of body. Wow. So not only is this a gift that was just bestowed upon you and something that you kind of that is innate, but you have to kind of practice it. You kind of have to work with it to get better at it and to allow your, you know, your mind and your spirit to let different things happen. I mean, because because there are some people that just, you know, that sense things, you know, they see ghosts, they see, you know, whatever. But it's almost like, I don't know, do you do you watch American Horror Story? Yes, I do. I think it was the season in in New Orleans, and it was. And it's also that they've touched upon it in, in in the most recent season as well. But it's like they go to this witch school because they all know they have these certain things. Like this woman has this ability to uh, to do this, and another woman has the ability to see this. But but they go to this school to actually learn harness, more yeah. to harness it. Yeah. So so that's that's what you're doing when you take these classes and stuff. I'm adding to my perceptions when I take these classes. Information comes in many different forms. I think my best gift is seeing how somebody thinks and kind of moving from that. Because once I see how they think, I can. it's almost like digging through to get the memories that are, they need to have to believe that I have any ability at all. And then from there, we go to the future. And I don't think time is set like we think it is. I don't think the future is moving forward. I think it already is. And you have many possibilities to get there. Well, why don't you give me the lottery numbers then for You know, I've been trying to play myself. (laughs) I think the worst thing for a psychic is being psychic for themselves. Right. That's true. That is true. Though it wouldn't hurt to at least, you know, get like third place in a... You know, in a, a couple hundred, yeah, a little, you know, a couple hundred grand to tidy over for a while, you know, <laughs> that would be great. Now, um, if have there been times when you've been skeptical, because you know, obviously, a lot of people are skeptical about psychics and and in this whole, in this whole thing. But um, are there times where you've taken a class or you've learned about something or heard about something? We go, come on, they're full of shit. I mean, this is it, really. Oh, I've seen. So uh, my sisters always laugh because we'll go to a psychic and the psychic will be really scared to read for me. And I'm always <laughs> like, and they don't even know that right. I'm psychic um, or or whatever it is that I am. Um, so that's always funny. And sometimes they'll be telling me something and I, and I don't, I've tried my best not to speak in metaphor. That's because spirit really speaks metaphorically. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, but when psychics are speaking that way, sometimes I, I do lose train of thought. Right. <laughs> I don't keep up with them as much. I, 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 I got a funny story. My, my friend Max, my Russian friend, lives in Los Angeles, talks like this, Maxim from Moscow. He got a job for some psychic network or something. The guy's got no psychic ability at all, but they just told him kind of what to say. So people would call in, they're like, yeah, I'm calling in. He's like, oh, I can, I'm sensing there's someone who died, someone who's important to you. And they're like, yeah, my, uh, my dad. Uh, yes, your dad, he died. And it was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, it c- kind of almost like asking them questions to get them to give you an answer so you can, so it looks like, and, and they've done this, I think Family Guy even did like a whole episode of that, you know, like where it's kind of like, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Is there anyone in the room here who lost a mother, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I do feel like I'm leading the person. Yeah. Um, you know, but then they'll come back and tell me that the stuff I said actually came true. So that, that's, you know, that's, that's where I get kind of tripped up sometimes, you know, and sometimes I can see many possibilities for people, you know, money or many, many, Oh, (laughs) you see money ones. Tell me those, (laughs) um, many possibilities for people. So it's really hard to pick the right, you know, you're, you're hoping you're, Picking the right one for them. That's where I get kind of confused a little bit. Well, I guess you just go where your heart tells you to go in a situation like that. If you see possibilities for someone, I mean. Yeah, you try to tell them the few different possibilities that there are and hope that they'll go to the one. You know, because I really do think we are susceptible to suggestion. I mean, you can see it Yeah. all over the place. So if you suggest the things that you see, you hope that they go for that best the best one. That's my hope anyway. That's what I'm sitting across from them, hoping, wishing that they get out of their own way and, and make their dreams come true. Yeah. Do you have some success stories or some things that you, you know, want to maybe talk about that where you people have come back to you and said, oh my God, you told me about this and you opened me up to this and boy, you were absolutely right and this happened and where you were kind of like, ah, yes, you know, that's, th- that's a well, great the funny example. Thing, actually, the funny thing about that is after I leave, I really forget get much of that reading there's a very you know i'll remember your your name and i'll remember you're married maybe and or or your children usually i don't even remember their names unless you're a, a pretty good client but, but you've told me before this is emotionally draining when it, you do these right you know usually i'm either if the person is a, a energy drain you know in normal day everyday life then yes i'll feel drained but usually i feel like wide awake and wired after doing a reading. So go back to what you were saying. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were talking about... You know, they'll come up to me and say, you know, you told me this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. I just usually smile <laughs> and shake my head, but I don't have... Like, I don't hold all this information That'd in my head. That'd be way too It's right. too much. Right. And it's not me usually speaking. I think it's, you know, their, their people speaking. I mean, I'm there. I haven't left. Right. It's really hard to explain unless you're in the room, you know? Yeah. 
Do, but when you when you we were talking earlier about movies and you know and TV shows and stuff like. But when you watch a a show like say American Horror Story or you watch a movie where there's a seance or something like that, do you watch these things and and say, oh yeah, I totally get that? Or do you watch and say, oh that's not how it happens? You know, this is such bullshit. They should have you know consulted with me before they did this scene because I could have told them how how this stuff really happens. No, I just watch shows to just watch shows. So. I don't yeah. usually, I'm not usually critiquing that. I try not to critique either because, you know, I think we are all psychic. We are all connected to the same energy source. It's whether you want to tap into that right. energy source. Really, that's probably what it is more so it's i'm tapping into the energy source that you're tapping into just like this radio is tapping in our voices together yeah but you but you're pulling out information well this is something that you knew that you had you didn't all of a sudden say one day you know it'd be fun to be to be a past life regressionist i'm gonna you know i'm gonna read books i mean obviously you tapped into this somewhat unknown right i tapped into this somewhat unknown i had no idea that i could do this to be very honest, until I just started doing it. And I think it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you develop. And, and the more people that come to see you, the more your mes- muscle is developed. Right. I'm sure the first few readings were terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I just think that, like myself, you know, it's like, I just don't think that I have that, you know, whether it's I like- think you have to want to have that ability to help people, too. I mean, you have a different... You you use humor in the world and and you like to chat people up. That's that's what you're doing in the world. So that's my gift. That's your gift. Right, uh, yeah. the gift of gab. <laughs> it's gotten me in trouble when I was a kid, and it still gets me in trouble today. And it probably will get me in trouble on this podcast. Except that you you're getting paid to talk. So well, not today. This I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart because I love you. Well, thank you. And you're my good friend. But yeah, no, I do get paid to do voice stuff, and you know, it's it's enjoyable, and it's uh, it's something that I probably uh, not many people can say that they do something for a living where they work a couple of hours a day, and it happens to be something they're good at, and you know, it's relatively stress free, and I have ADHD, and I don't have to sit in an office for eight hours. I mean, there are certainly advantages to that. But um, you talked about I, I remember one. T- go ahead, were you going to? I was going to say, you know, uh, I do have a friend that always is, you know, if this is a gift, why aren't you doing it for free? And um, you know, I spend. A considerable amount of time with each person and that time is you know there's a value to that time oh, absolutely there is and there's a value to the fact that you've you know that you've been using that muscle and practicing that you know you're not and just learning gonna, all these new right and i mean if, out of the box if, if someone's a good friend of yours if your sister comes to you or something like that and you know and, and wants you to you know uh, guide her a little bit or maybe something like i'm not like, going to charge but you got to make a living you know you can't yes. you can't you can't give it away so we talk about you know I- I expanding this energy because I, I distinctly remember you had at one point you had done several readings um, in a row and I don't remember if it was because you um, you had them scheduled or you were doing some sort of a what was that thing that you were doing at one point? Um, Those uh, I did like a Groupon a Groupon thing, yeah. And you just came and you said, "Oh my God, I'm so exhausted." It's it's, it's kind of like when you see a. Because all I can relate to, because I've never sat in one of your sessions, all I can relate to is seeing someone in, on a TV show or a movie, and it always seems like when they get out of that, they just feel exhausted. You know, they've had this other entity in them, or they've had, you know, they just feel like drained, like it took 
the energy out of them, even though they themselves, you know, weren't necessarily, it, it was, you know, they were listening to someone else or, or like you said, you know, someone entering your body or whatever. I, it, it's got to be exhausting, though. Um, you know, very rarely is it exhausting. Usually it's energizing. Like I'll have too much energy then, kind of like an ADHD person. And right. I, I get fidgety and, and I have to channel that in some way. And usually it's not into the artwork that I would love it to be channeled into. But. Yeah, and, and those of you listening who don't know Nancy, she she's a wonderful artist. And uh, something that you've been working on lately, which I think was really cool, were um, doing these chairs. Oh, yeah. I love uh, upholstery. Excuse That's me. That's my new uh, um, obsession. Upholstery. Because I got a couple of things that could use some reupholstering, if you want. <laughs> you talked about uh, some future guests that you want to have, and I remember you mentioning uh, was was it Joaquina Conte? Was that? Yeah, she's an acupuncturist, herbalist, a dynamic shaman, and just plain awesome lady. And you talked about uh, creating her uh, her own CBD, um, Hummingbird Botanicals. Yeah, they, it launches next week. It launches next week. Now, um, when you say someone's a shaman, I, I've always kind of, because I've met a couple people. My, my Our friend Michael that we were talking about earlier had a dear, dear friend who's a shaman, and he's known worldwide. I mean, he he uh, does things down in, uh, you know, South America where people come from all over the world to, to go to one of his retreats or something like that. So when someone, I mean, you just declare yourself, dude, I'm a shaman. Call me Shaman Tommen. You know, I mean, <laughs> how? How does that work? How I does... don't know. We're going to have to ask her. Yeah. But she is, I, I've experienced her shaman gift. So she's not just she a self-proclaimed shaman. No, she's quite yeah. amazing. It's kind of like coming up with your own nickname, you know? It's just not something, you know what? I'm a, a tall, cool dude. They call me Cool Tom, you know? And it's like, yeah, all my friends call me Cool Tom. It's like, no, you call yourself Cool Tom and you told other people to call, call you, you Cool, cool Tom. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she's really a shaman. Wow. She's great. Don't squeeze the shaman when she's in the uh, studio. For those of you who remember the 80s shaman commercials, right? Don't squeeze the shaman. <laughs> we, we know that I have a sense of humor, even though it's not always funny. Sometimes that does come out. I don't, and then uh, Jason Kish will be coming on again. He's that consciousness explorer. We met at the Monroe Institute, which is another school of getting out of body. Oh, wow. So I've been chasing that. Then Elliot Harlan Bethel. He lives in London. He's been doing all these cool things he's been on an 18 month self-exploring journey um he has many many techniques i've been on a 49 year self-exploring journey what'd you find out <laughs> not much <laughs> not no not one little nugget oh of course i have of course i think we all do i think as we all grow and as we all just go through life you know we're always going to be discovering things about ourselves that we either like or don't like or we want to change or we want to fix or whatever but well, I, what would you like to change well i certainly my impulsivity i mean it's 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 always been my the one thing in my life that i think has held me back whether it's you know being impulsive saying something uh you know my stepdad um tells me you know there's a there's a three-second rule, you know, and if you have something to say, and even though it may not be, just pause a couple of seconds before you say it, and, you know, you can decide if it's funny, worth saying out loud or not. And I said, well, I did radio for so long, you know, if you wait three seconds, the, the punchline is gone, you know, so it's like I'm always kind of, whatever comes to my mind, I say, and a lot of times that's gotten me in trouble, and, and, and you know, and impulsive behavior, so I, I would like to be able to, you know, tone that down a little bit, you know, be able to be a little bit more relaxed, probably. And, you know, I, I think that that would do wonders for me. So how about some acupuncture? We'll have to talk to Joaquin. Yeah. 
for sure. I have I've had acupuncture done before. Actually, it's very relaxing. But I did it for a different reason. I had a you know an injury to my back. You remember my back injury, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Actually, we we saw the same stem cell doctor. Oh, he's we did. Pretty, That's right. We I saw could probably the same get him on cell. here too. He'd be a cool guy to have on here. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most painful thing I ever went through when he put that needle into my back because he said, unless you want to have anesthesia, you know, we have to go to a hospital, we have to pay an anesthesiologist, it's going to cost you a lot more. Or I can just do it here in my office. I'm like, well, I'll just do it there in the office. Oh, ho, ho. when someone puts a, a needle into your spine, oh, that was the most painful thing in my life. Oh. But, you know. I, I think I had the same thing. Yeah, because you remember that pain too, don't you? Mm. You don't remember the pain? I think my ankle. Was it was in your thing. ankle. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes. No, yeah. I, I mean it was in my back, but yeah, your ankle, my ankle was pretty has bad. Been pretty bad. How was the ankle? It's actually since those stem cells, I haven't had surgery again. Oh my gosh! We probably should get him on here. We should get him on here. Yeah, there's some interesting people, but you know we're gonna definitely have a lot of people that we're going to. And if you've got ideas of people that you think that we should have on the podcast, certainly um, that would be a good idea too. You can get in touch with us. Do you want to uh, give uh, uh, your information? Yeah, imagineakasha.com or email me at nancy at imagine i m a g i n e a k a s h a dot com. Okay, Imagine Akasha, A-K-A-S-H-A. And, uh, yeah, well, this is, I think, for a first podcast, I, I think that we're uh, we're doing okay. Yeah, I think this has been great. I think it's been great, too. Certainly, you know, hearing from you uh, with emails, if you have questions to ask Nancy, that would be great. Uh, if Would you ever want to do a session over over a podcast? Oh, or would yeah, that be that'd kind be of, cool uh, if somebody, you know, wants to do that. That would be really cool. Um, I just want to make this a safe place to have that out of box conversation. You know, it is a safe place, and uh, and certainly, um, you know, there, there's a lot of love in this room. I mean, Nancy and I have known each other for a long time, and we respect each other's feelings and respect each other's ideas and things like that. Otherwise, there's no way that you and I would be friends because we're so different. I mean, you know, you're you're really deep, and I'm some would some would say you know shallow and hyper, but you know, I mean, it's. It, You've, you've got to have But a, actually, you know, on an, I also do numerology. You are a master number. <laughs> what's that mean? That means you're a teacher. Probably this impulsive behavior teaches others about themselves. Wow. That's really what I would Well, I was a substitute teacher in Los Angeles, and I got fired for doing South Park impressions. <laughs> I said, screw you guys, I'm going home. And I was doing some, they're like, do South Park, Mr. Tom, do South Park. And I said, y'all can kiss my nuts. And then some kid went home and said, hey, our teacher said, kiss my nuts in class. Well, of course, I couldn't deny it. I, I did say that. And, well, that's uh, naughty. But still, I was a good teacher, though. Well. <laughs> I think you're constantly. You've taught me many things. Really? Yeah. Well, well, that's 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 interesting. It's good to know. I I, I feel honored to have taught you something, and you've taught me things as well. I I think we have a lot of teachers in, in our lives, and uh, they're there for different reasons. And uh, and some can look as as a real negative thing. You can say, why on earth? this person was a teacher to me. Well, maybe they taught you to be kind because they were an asshole. You know, I mean, it, there could be a million, maybe Trump is a teacher for us all. He is actually to, to yeah, to respect uh, humanity. We are all, here's my take on life. We are all the same energy, having a little different experience. And when something triggers you, right. that's already inside you. Yeah. So you're just bringing that back up. That's what an, a, a master number is to me. 
It's wow. a teacher. Well, that's cool that I'm a master number. <laughs> What's my number? An 11. I'm an 11? Now, how do you come to that number? Uh, there's a, a, a whole... Uh, how do you uh, remember that I'm a number 11? Because I... I did it kinda, years? But you had it been years ago. I mean, yeah, you didn't just come up with this. On the, you didn't come up with this and in the car on the way over here. No, it's something I remember. I, I, I kind of. So maybe eleven that. should be my new, uh, my new lottery number. Maybe. Yeah, I usually put my birthday like nine twenty. You know, September twentieth. We're both you Virgos. Put, no, I'm a Libra. Oh, but yeah, but you're, you're not too far from me in days. No, but I tend to be more Libra-ish. Yeah, I should be more Libra-ish. <laughs> well, thank you, Nancy, for um, allowing me to be a part of this. This has been fun. Thank you very much, Tom, for, for keeping this going. And it's ImagineAkasha, A-K-A-S-H-A dot com, or Nancy at ImagineAkasha dot com with your questions or ideas. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Come back. Come back. Come back. For sure. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.